This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you wish to be on the program. As always, text DATA to 33777. Click the first link get the show notes. We made the whole thing available today so you can see the warning uh, from uh, Mike Turner, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. Uh, just if you're tuning in now, let me bring you up to speed on this. Uh, right as the show was going on air, Mike Turner uh, publicly released the statement saying today the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I'm requesting President Biden declassify all information related to this threat so the Congress, the administration, our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Now, there are there's wild speculation about what it is. I'm even now seeing maybe it's about the UFOs. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm I'm laughing about it, but uh, seriously, I'm I'm seeing multiple people uh, on social media saying it's the aliens. <laughs> um, there is uh, uh, there is lots of speculation about what it could be. Is it the Iranians? Is it based on the FBI warnings about people coming across the southern border? Is it the Russians? Yesterday, the Russians uh, fired a uh, new missile, a hypersonic missile. Uh, Ukraine claims it has evidence. This is from CNN. Uh, Ukraine claims it has evidence Russia fired an advanced hypersonic missile, one that experts say is almost impossible to shoot down for the first time in the almost two-year-old war. The government-run Kiev Scientific Research Institute of Forensic Expertise said in a Telegram post, the debris recovered after a February 7 attack on the Ukrainian capital pointed to the use of a Zircon hypersonic cruise missile by the Russian military. Markings on the parts and fragments, the identification of components and parts, and the features of the relevant type of weapon point to the first ever use of the Zircon in combat. The Telegram post was accompanied by a video showing dozens of pieces of debris believed to be from the new missile. Ukrainian authorities reported four people were killed, 38 others injured in Kyiv during the February 7th attack but no casualties have been directly attributed to the alleged Zircon missile. Now, this raises the question of um, if this is what it is and it's already out of the media and defense circles, why is it a state secret um, and why aren't members of the permanent uh, Select Committee on Intelligence pointing the flag to this? The Politico's national security reporter, Alex Ward, says uh, three members of the committee say it is, uh, one says it's disturbing, Another said the issue is not a today thing, but a long-term concern. And a third confirmed saying it's a serious issue, but not an immediate crisis. But no one will say what it is. 
We have no idea what it is. Uh, some are concerned about the here and now. Some are saying this is not an immediate thing. Uh, all I'm telling you again is, you know, the way these things work and the panic that sets in, it's like seeing one snowflake, people running by all the bread and milk. So you probably want to go fill your car up with gas just to be on the safe side before inevitably uh, gas prices spike. Ironically, uh, oil prices are down today. Um, West Texas crude is at $76 a barrel. Uh, down uh, 1.25%. Brent crude is at $81 a barrel, down 1.26%. Natural gas prices are down um, 4%. Uh, so gas prices are down right now. So now is a perfect time to go fill up your car with gas before people panic. Um, it, again, you, you hear something like this from the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, and the panic sets in, the wild speculation sets in. Um just go fill your car up with gas, and and God's in charge, so don't freak out. We'll figure out what this is. Um, we have no idea. It is very notable that something like this um, came about. Now, Jake Sullivan's response from the uh, White House briefing is he's going to brief members of Congress tomorrow. He was surprised by the statement, uh, criticized Mike Turner for doing a statement like that. It is just in my mind, however notable, that it was the committee as a whole that thought it um, important to notify all members of Congress. Now, I'm going to move on. And the reason I'm going to move on is because there is no need to fan the flames of wild speculation. I've given you the news. I've told you what the sources say. I've given you what the reporters are saying. We'll come back to it if there's any more, but there's nothing more to add, I think. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Democrats are furious because John Stewart is back. Stewart is back. And Rolling Stone is upset now that they they wonder if his both sides-ism attacks actually uh, matter. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I watched The Daily Show some when Jon Stewart was on. He pioneered the format of the late-night comedians who were aggressively partisan for the Democrats. And it's not a both-sides attack. At least it wasn't. Uh, John Stewart was not a both sides comedian. John Stewart relentlessly attacked Republicans, and that's why Democrats loved him. But John Stewart had the audacity to come back to the Daily Show. The Daily Show has not done uh, as well with John Stewart not there. In fact, uh, the ratings surged massively with the return of John Stewart. Uh, this is from The Hill from a short time ago. Comedian Jon Stewart's return to Comedy Central's The Daily Show earned the show its highest ratings in more than a half a decade. His return to the program netted the network 930,000 total viewers, according to Nielsen Media Research, the most to watch the late-night basic cable program since 2018. But more people watch Gutfeld on Fox News. Stewart's return had been buzzed about for weeks, and his monologue on the upcoming presidential election received mixed reviews on Tuesday. Now, 
I need to show you this. Uh, for those of you who happen to watch this as, as a video online, and I want to read this to you. The New York Times was so perplexed about John Stewart's monologue, they actually wrote a push alert that was received on iPhones everywhere. The comedian returned to The Daily Show to host, but you might not like what he has to say. Our critic writes, Rolling Stone is attacking John Stewart's return because of the both sidesism. How dare he attack Joe Biden? In fact, let me play you a clip from John Stewart's opening monologue where he returned to The Daily Show. To the big game. Let me ask you this, though, because oh, politics Sorry, is wrong clip. This is it. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. Now, geography buffs might have noticed <laughs> Gaza and Mexico do not share a border. Biden was referring to Sisi, the president of Egypt, not Mexico. <laughs> Unless it was even worse than that, and he thinks the president of Mexico is named Sisi. <laughs> so Joe Biden had a big press conference to dispel the notion that he may have lost a step and, politically speaking, lost three to four steps. <laughs> But don't worry, because they don't need the press conference. The Super Bowl was on Sunday, and the president was offered a chance, as per tradition, to do an interview where millions and millions of people could see him competently and clearly lay out his 2024 agenda. Or he could just turn that down and do what this is. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl, and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Let me ask yeah. 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 John Stewart had the audacity to mock Joe Biden, uh, messing up his press conference and then not doing a Super Bowl interview. And then on top of that, this is how CNN covers John Stewart's return and his audacity to criticize Joe Biden. Let me ask you this, though, because politics is a whole new world since the last time he was on the show, right? I mean, the partisanship, the information bubbles, they're further apart, and also the reaction to them, right? Where folks look to the other side and say, that person is dangerous, right? And I just wonder if that changes the way the audience reacts to his sort of equal opportunity uh, poking of fun at, at both parties here. I mean, is, is some of his audience, which I have to imagine is a little left-leaning, are they going to look at that and say, I'm not in for that, you know? Now, who cares what the guy says on CNN about it, who they've brought on to talk about the return of a late-night comedian? This is literally such big news that the New York Times felt compelled to push out an alert that their God has returned and he's smiting all sides. How dare he? They're literally going to cancel Jon Stewart for poking fun at Joe Biden. And what's notable, you heard the audience. They thought it was funny. He also criticized Donald Trump. But the left doesn't want that. They only want criticism of Donald Trump. They, they don't want any criticism of Joe Biden. I don't have any sympathy for John Stewart on this. John Stewart pioneered this format. 
where you come on as a left-wing comedian and you attack the right all the time. Uh, John Stewart enabled the Stephen Colbert's and the um, idiot on on HBO that the, whatever his name is Oliver or whatever um, uh, the the Samantha Bees who's now been canceled the the uh, Jimmy Kimmel's and the like he kind of pioneered that sort of format where a left wing comedian takes over a show does institutional capture and proceeds to use the platform solely to attack the right and here comes John Stewart who has the audacity to reflect the views of most Ameri- most Americans that both sides have deeply flawed candidates this time. You on the right may not like it. You on the left may not like it. But most Americans, he's in their wheelhouse. And the fact that the New York Times and Rolling Stone and National Public Radio and CNN are all like, I can't believe he's criticizing the Democrats. How dare he? It's actually exposing how protective the media is of Joe Biden. And that's what they resent. The media should be doing this, and they've left it to a comedian to return to The Daily Show to do what the major media outlets have not. And that's why they're mad. They're mad because in exposing Joe Biden's flaws, Jon Stewart is exposing the media's hypocrisy. But I have a theory on why Jon Stewart is doing it. Because Jon Stewart doesn't want Donald Trump to be president. You know it, I know it, everybody knows it. But he, if he can help the Democrats build momentum to force Joe Biden out of the job by relentlessly pillaring him until he throws in the towel and says, you know what, I will be a one-term president, they will lionize Jon Stewart when it's over. He gets all the flack now for being able to criticize Joe Biden and pointing out the obvious. Uh, one of his segments that I that I didn't play uh, was also, it, it goes on further from here, about how Joe Biden's um, entire cabinet now has come forward and said he's so sharp behind the scenes. And Stewart says, so did you get any of it on tape? Did you videotape any of it? Because everything we've seen in public is, and he plays clips of Joe Biden in public that are unflattering. I mean, one of his clips is, is he he laughs about Joe Biden um, going off the stage, uh, it, it, walking off the stage, and uh, then coming back to it. Allow me to present to you a one-man show about what Joe Biden's advisors we're doing when he turned around and went back to the podium. The show is called, No! Do not go back! <laughs> yes! Because you know Joe Biden at this press conference walks in and says, I'm not going to take any questions. I'm just going to read a statement. I want you all to cover the statement. Walks away, turns around, and goes back to the podium to answer questions. That's all Joe Biden's fault, and all John Stewart's doing is exposing how bad it is for everybody to see so Democrats can get a sense of, we got to either turn this around or we got to get him out of here. He's doing the Democrats a favor, and they resent like hell that he's doing them a favor. Don't have any sympathy for Stewart over the, the flag that he's hitting. He pioneered this, this sort of trash the right with comedy, ignore the left, and now he can't bring himself to ignore the left. And the people who rallied around him and made his career are now furious with him. He's actually doing them a solid if they pay attention to him. Don't bet that they will. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The full number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, uh, I will uh, read you uh, CNN reporting that whatever this security threat is, is, quote, a highly concerning and destabilizing capability established by the Russian armed forces. If that's the case, it does sound more like it is the hypersonic missile than anything else um, that everybody is is uh, worried about. But we don't really have any idea until they declassify the understanding. But if that's the case then it does kind of raise the issue of um, what exactly is uh, the need to raise such an alert like this for the American public at this time, if it's just the hypersonic missile, Uh, particularly given the fact that uh, the hypersonic missile is known. Uh, It's been reported. Um, This is... um, yeah, just uh, if it's the hypersonic missile, it certainly does change uh, the path forward with the Russians in large part because I will tell you a friend of mine who works on a lot of technology for weapons for the United States says it's actually a myth that the United States does not have hypersonic uh, missiles. Where do you think China stole the technology from? Um, and that a lot of the stories that have been out there in the last couple of years about the United States falling behind are um, more often than not defense contractors trying to get more money in the budget, uh, not because we don't actually have um, the information, not the technology. We'll keep an eye on this story, uh, but if it is the hypersonic missile that was reported in the news by CNN yesterday, then it does also raise the question of why the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence handled it the way they did today with this notice. Um, In the meantime, I continue to stand by my statement that you should go fill up your car with gas because uh, if it is something more, you know people are going to freak out. It's just like you report snow in the south, one single snowflake, and suddenly the grocery store is out of bread milk. You report on an imminent national security threat, every gas station runs out of gas. Um, So just be responsible, but don't freak out. Now, speaking of being responsible and not freaking out, I I know that uh, if you're a business, you can go to one of those electronic stores, one of the big box electronic stores. There are a number of them. We don't need to name them. They're good people. But you can go buy your technology from one of these places, and it's one size fits all. And you you get computers, but do you really get good IT support? And do you really get the computers that you need? Um, The big box grocery or the big box computer store and tech store It's going to be a customer service void. Um, You're not going to get the best stuff for your needs. You're going to get the one-size-fits-all, generic, consumer-tested, get-approved computer. Vision Computers is going to build the computers you need and want. And then your secret weapon is going to be their IT support, uh, where you're not going to create a ticket with them. You're going to actually get a phone number, and they're actually going to get on the phone with you then and there and help you solve your needs. All you have to do is call them at 404-COMPUTE. Any one of you nationwide, call Vision Computers at 404-COMPUTE. Tell them I sent you, 404-COMPUTE, visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, happy to have you. I I, want to talk about the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. The House of Representatives has impeached the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, It was a very close vote. Uh, And uh, here's Byron uh, Donalds on CNN talking about it. Well, look, Laura, to those mothers, to those families who have lost loved ones to this crisis uh, that has afflicted them, that's been brought to them by Joe Biden, we have answered that call. Alejandro Mayorkas has been impeached, and now the Senate needs to go ahead and do their due diligence on this, because what has happened to our southern border is a travesty. It is a man-made crisis. It is a political crisis brought to us by the Democrats and Joe Biden, and the American people deserve better. House Republicans stand with them to make sure that we're going to do everything we can to secure our nation. That was Byron Donalds with Laura Ingram on Fox News uh, about this. Uh, Mayorkas has long needed to be impeached. And I'm glad they finally did it. He has presided over a Department of Homeland Security that is at odds with its own Border Patrol agents and Customs agents. The President of the United States has a lot to do with it and his policies. And I know from behind the scenes talking to members of Congress that Mayorkas has made that point to a number of um, a number of Republicans that if you get rid of me, whoever comes next will be worse. Heck of a sales pitch, isn't it? Almost blackmailed us to stay in the position. Whoever you get next is going to be worse than me. So... So, I mean, how much worse is worse? Because it's been bad with Mayorkas in charge. Uh, Remember, just go back to the uh, incident of the Border Patrol agents at the very beginning of the Biden administration where the Border Patrol agents were accused of whipping migrants coming across the border, and it wasn't true at all. And yet Mayorkas still attacked the Border Patrol at the White House before an investigation revealed that, in fact, they those Border Patrol agents hadn't whipped immigrants. And when Democrats in front of Mayorkas continued to attack the Border Patrol, after that report came out, he did not then defend the Border Patrol. Or consider that Mayorkas has been all along claiming there's no crisis at the border despite the massive wave of people coming across the border. So many people coming across the border, including so many gotaways, that the FBI director has been telling people that uh, there are uh, red alarms or red lights going off all over the country. There is, from the FBI, not from me, not from members of Congress, from the FBI, 
there is a concern they've been public about that uh, nefarious people have come over across the southern border. You know, so I have pointed this out before. I got attacked by progressives for pointing out the odds of terrorists coming across the border are pretty good. And the FBI now says the same thing, that there are people who get away. The gotaways is actually an estimated figure, and the gotaways are in the thousands a week of people who got away from the feds and did not get captured. Chip Roy, congressman from Texas, a friend of mine, has been on this program talking about going to the border. And one of the things he says that the the, the coyotes do, that is the cartel members who are paid to smuggle people across the border, is they will get paid by these people to smuggle them across the border. They smuggle them across the border in areas where the border patrol is so that they get caught. So that the drug smugglers are able to get across the border and get away from the border patrol because the border patrol is distracted by the mass wave of of people being trafficked across the border. And then they have the audacity to fire flares or guns in the air so that the Border Patrol knows that the drug dealers got away. This has happened at the border while Chip was there. And Mayorkas has been a good party man, but part of the issue for a Secretary of Homeland Security is you're not just managing, overseeing, and running the Department of Homeland Security, but you're advising the government on good and sound policy. And it is not good and sound policy have this massive wave of humans crossing our southern border. And the Biden administration itself is now throwing everyone under the bus, including Kamala Harris, to protect Mayorkas in the run-up to this impeachment vote yesterday. It was 213 to 214 in the House of Representatives. One vote margin. Uh, Ken Buck from Colorado voted against it, went on TV to attack it. Uh, I think Ken Buck is wrong with this. I like Ken Buck. Uh, I know his family, know him. He was a good conservative. He's gotten so frustrated with some of the conservatives in the House now. Um, I'm afraid he's being radicalized by the people he's around. Uh, He's turning against them. At the same time, I think that Mayorkas needed to be impeached and Buck's wrong on it as much as I like him. We have a problem at the southern border. When you talk to defenders of Alejandro Mayorkas, they say it's not his fault. He's done the best he can do implementing the policies of the President of the United States. The problem here is the standard for impeachment of the cabinet officer is like that of the president, uh, misfeasance, malfeasance, and nonfeasance. That is, he has not done the job of securing the border. He is the secretary of Homeland Security. When you have the FBI raising red flags about our homeland security because of border crossings, he, the Secretary of Homeland Security, has clearly failed. Now, the Senate will not convict him. And that is the side argument of those who say he should not be impeached, that the Senate is just a waste of time. He's not going to be impeached. I arguably see that with Joe Biden. Put it to a vote. It's an election year. Just let the people throw him out. But I think it's worth it even as a political issue, take, take take out the fact that I think Mayorkas has, has committed impeachable offenses. I think it is worth on the record getting these senators to either defend him or not. Get the Democratic members of the Senate to defend Mayorkas or not. Put them on record with a vote for or against his impeachment and let the American people hold them accountable for that vote. 
there is some members of Congress and and some outsiders are suggesting one of the things Chuck Schumer could do is they don't actually have to the Senate has to take the impeachment, but they don't have to go down the road of an actual impeachment trial. They can be dismissive of it. What Schumer could do is say, hey, you guys fund Ukraine, fund um, Israel, and we'll put it to a vote. If you don't, we're going to reject it. I don't know that they can afford to play those cute games. I don't know that they can. I think, however, that they probably should consider actually having a trial and hear the evidence. And I think some of the Democrats might be shocked at some of the evidence of Mayorkas. Um, I, I just think that... Um, I think that Alejandro Mayorkas could have done a far better job, could have guided the president better, could have advised the president better, and in the process has overseen a massive wave of illegal immigration into this country that he himself could have stopped. He did not stand up for Border Patrol agents. He did not stand up for a secure border, and he repeatedly told Congress there was no crisis and then reversed himself on that uh, to say there's a crisis when it became politically convenient for the Democrats to say it. That, to me, says he's played politics in his job in a way that cabinet secretaries are not supposed to behave. So I think the impeachment is good, and I think getting Senate Democrats on the record for or against voting for his con- conviction and impeachment is worth it as a matter of politics, if nothing else. Put them on record. The Democrats created this problem. Let the Democrats now stew in this problem. That's something that you can say it's a crass political position. And I I freely, completely acknowledge it is a crass political position. But I think the Democrats did create the problem. And I think in creating the problem... I think the Democrats have to own it. What did the Democrats do? They designed an immigration deal with the Republicans that they knew the Republicans were going to reject because it did not actually seal the border. And it gave too much discretion to the president of the United States at a time Joe Biden has shown his unwillingness to do any discretionary act to take action to secure the border. And then what do they say? Well, it's Donald Trump's fault. Donald Trump told them to kill it. It's Donald Trump's fault. The border is Donald Trump's fault. The problem at the border is Donald Trump's fault. For months, they said there was no crisis. And now suddenly they say, oh, my gosh, it's a crisis, and the Republicans have caused it if they won't vote for this. The Democrats caused the problem. When Joe Biden came into office, he told everyone, I'm not, I'm not Donald Trump. Welcome to America. And they took him at his word. When Donald, when, when Joe Biden became president, ABC News of all groups, ABC News went to the border trying to understand the immigration issue and continued to confront immigrants who said, well, he said he's not Donald Trump. We, we, we know it's, it's a new guy. He said, welcome. And so they all started coming. We've had left-wing non-governmental organizations. I, I was doing about this the other day. You know, I got blackballed from uh, Meet the Press on NBC. I got blackballed because I had put up a tweet openly speculating that there had to be non-governmental organizations that were helping arrange for these mass convoys of, of illegal aliens coming to the border in the middle of Donald Trump's re-election, that, that I just wouldn't be surprised to learn it. I didn't say it was true, but I said I wouldn't be surprised to learn that there were these uh, NGOs creating this humanitarian crisis at the border as an issue for Donald Trump in the middle of an election. And then was on a, a NBC, and I forget exactly what the topic was, 
But I said Republicans have an obligation to the truth, and, and they need to tell the truth. And these left-wing critics came after me hard, saying, well, look at you. You're just lying out there about these NGOs organizing this mass caravan of people, and you're, you want Republicans to tell the truth? Shame on NBC for putting you on the program. And in, I haven't been on Meet the Press since. It also, no coincidence, was when I said I would vote for Donald Trump in 2020. I said I'd vote for Donald Trump and, and question the NGOs helping these people come across, and that was enough for NBC. I haven't been on Meet the Press ever since. But you know what turns out? I was right. There are Soros, and yes, it is Soros, George Soros-funded uh, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, that have essentially helped raise awareness about how to cross the American border and then resettle people when they're here. In fact, part of this um, immigration plan the Democrats structured would have given money to the very non-governmental organizations who are assisting people crossing the southern border and incentivizing people crossing the southern border. It was not something I made up. I speculated about it. It was credible, informed, educated speculation, and, the, and they tore me up for daring to mention it. And it turns out I was absolutely onto something. It turns out there actually are NGOs that are out there who specialize in immigrant refugees to the United States, and they get a lot of money helping these refugees come. And the more there are, the more money they get. And Congress, the Democrats, wanted to appropriate even more money for them. And they got loud and vocal and screaming at me over the issue. And I was right. Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached. And the Democrats should convict him. And that they won't convict him is on them, and they can be held accountable by the voters in November. Recently, 10 regional banks had their credit downgraded. Now, they're going to keep making profits. They might get a bailout. They may get bought by a mega bank that's too big to fail on their own. My friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about a secret war on cash. It's an all-out assault on our freedoms. With soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, with banks teetering on collapse, Swiss America can educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets right now. They have a report, The Secret War on Cash. You can get a free copy by calling or texting 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It is spreading daily, and it is corporations and the government trying to steer you away from using your hard-earned assets and instead steering you to plastic where they can regulate, control, and oversee how you actually spend your money. Go read The Secret War on Cash report. It is free to you guys. All you have to do when you call or text 800-289-2646, give them my full name, Eric Erickson. Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You mention my name, Eric Erickson. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Message and data rates may apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. You know, one of the wild things about this national security issue that has come up, and I just want to say, and I want to say it on air very clearly, that if this is about the Russian hypersonic missile capability that was reported by CNN yesterday, 
that this is an abuse of trust of the American people. That when the permanent Select Committee on Intelligence releases a statement that there is an, a national security threat and the public needs to know about it, and it turns out to be a news report that came out the day before about Russian missile technology and not about an immediate threat to the United States, that's an abuse. It's an abuse of trust for all of us. It's an abuse of trust because they didn't have to release a statement like that. Mike Turner did not have to release that statement. The committee itself is the one that wants everyone in Congress to be aware of the situation, but they could have handled it a different way. Again, uh, if it is the hypersonic missile capability, we don't know what it is. And there was a, a immediately there were suggestions from some Democrats that it was immediate. It could be about the border and Iran, and then there were others came out and said, no, 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 it's about Russia. There's a funding measure for Ukraine that has passed the Senate. This looks opportunistic. If it is about the Russians to try to get that passed, it allows the people who are already opposed to seize on it as a way of scaring people into passing funding. It was a really irresponsible act if it is this missile capability from the Russians that the American press has already reported on. If it's something else, I think we should and have the right to know. I think whatever it is, we have the right to know. But I I can't emphasize enough that when trust is in short supply in Washington, D.C., and the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence does something like this, won't actually tell us what it is, and it turns out to not actually be an immediate threat to the United States, it's a breach of trust of the public to handle something like this in that way. We're going to find out, I'm sure. The leakers, as I've told you, the leakers can't stop leaking. Um, and the members of Congress, are are they're going to spill the beans on it. What is remarkable is that one of those members of Congress is Senator Menendez from New Jersey. House Republicans ousted George Santos. Senate Democrats have refused to get rid of Bob Menendez. I'm, I, the Egyptians will probably know whatever this national security threat is sooner than you and me. They demanded House Republicans do the right thing, and they did. But notice how quiet the Democrats are. And the galling thing is that it doesn't even matter. If Menendez were tossed by the Senate, the governor of New Jersey is a Democrat, and he would replace him with another Democrat. It wouldn't switch, wouldn't alter the balance of power of the House of, of the United States Senate. And yet they refused to act in that case. Breaches of trust all around. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 